0: Hey everyone, um, do you have life insurance? If not, it's probably something you should be thinking about because um, it's a really important topic and something people often overlook. But you know, one of the things I found when I went in to get life insurance is I started looking at all the stuff that was covered and how much I was getting charged for life insurance. And it made me start to wonder whether the amount I was paying for my life insurance was subsidising unhealthy lifestyles of the average person around me. And now there's this really cool insurance broker in America called Health IQ but if you're one of our American listeners, I definitely reckon you should check out. So Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people, like listeners for That Paleo Show. That includes runners, cyclists, strength trainers, and more. With the majority of Health IQ customers saving between 4 and 33% on their life insurance, which is amazing. So if you're an American listener, see if you qualify and get your free quote today at healthiq.com forward paleo. Or mention the promo code PALEO when you talk to a health IQ agent.
1: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for that Paleo show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That
0: Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Dr. Brett Hill, and this week I'm joined by Glenn Lommen. Glenn is a fellow Adelaidean. Um, He is one of the founders or one of the uh, leaders of Adelaide Paleo. Um, He's from BPM Holistic Wellness. He does lots of different stuff. He's also a trainer at Good Life at Marion. He's a Czech certified trainer. He's trained in NLP and a whole range of other things. But the reason I've got him on the show today is not just to share his story, but to talk about a topic I've been hearing a lot about recently, which is ice baths, and particularly one particular gentleman by the name of Wim Hof, whose name just keeps coming up. So I've got Glenn to come on and tell us a little bit about what this is all about. But before we get into that, welcome to the show, Glenn.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me, Brett.
0: Mate, absolute pleasure. Good to have you on board. It's uh, you know We catch up all the time. We run into each other at the cafe and at all the events around Adelaide. So it's, uh, it's good to have you come on and share with us. And you know, you've had a pretty uh, cool journey yourself, Glenn, that sort of led you down this uh, this particular direction of, you know, getting into, obviously, paleo and fitness and, and now ice bars. So, tell us a little about your story, mate. How did you get interested in health and
1: wellness? Yeah, cool. So, I was always interested in health and I always knew there was something, you know, better um, than, you know, just a standard Australian diet. So, growing up, we grew up in the country. Um We had farms and stuff like that, so we were eating fairly healthy. And then, you know, got older, got into the teens, and I started looking after myself and trying to fit in with the crowds, I guess you could say. So, you know, that led down into the drinking, all that sort of stuff, you know, through the teens and just a party lifestyle. (laughs) And I was just doing that to fit in. And I didn't really know who I was or what I wanted at that stage. So, fast forward a few years till I was about twenty-five, and I hit my quarter-life crisis, is what (laughs) I like to call it. Um, You know, I got to twenty-five, and I thought, shit, like, what? What am I doing with my life? Uh, I didn't have uh, a great job. I didn't have a great relationship at the time, and you know, I didn't have much to show for it surface level Um, so then I kind of went through a stage of rock bottom and you know depression anxiety all bundled into one um, thing and there was just a point in that stage of darkness where something clicked and I said okay so there's got to be more to life you know I know I want to be healthy Mm -hmm. but how do I do it? And then I just, you know, went out on a discovery uh, path, I guess you could say, and just learned from as many different people as I can. And that's when I came across uh, heaps of different mentors, like teachers, and just learned as much as I could. So that led me into the Czech Institute, and I studied under Paul Czech and did a couple of his courses, and that led me down into personal training as well.
0: So what was your first encounter? Like who was the first person you started following? Was it a particular book? Was it a podcast? Was it a, um, you know, a particular program? What was the first thing you came across when you decided you were going to start making some changes?
1: Cool. So it might be a bit left field, uh, but my first insight into personal development was actually with a local Adelaide guy as well. Um, his name's Michael Johnson and he goes by the Mojo Master. Yep. So he does personal development events. And I saw them popping up on Facebook one day and, you know, it was all about motivation and, you know, normal personal development stuff at that stage. So I thought, okay, I'm in a bad spot. I'll sign up, I'll go. So that was my first exposure to personal development. So that opened a massive can of worms for me and, you know, proved that there is more to life and that, you know, if I want something, I've actually got to work for it. And, you know, that kind of sparked all my interest into personal development and actually putting in the work because previous to that, I thought everyone everything would just fall into my lap, which obviously it didn't because it wasn't working for me. Um, so, yeah, that was probably the Kickstarter. And then, you know, I just went down different rabbit holes.
0: And so, you know, the Mojo Master, he's a bit of an out there guy. He's a bit larger than life at times. And so – that was your first experience. What was your first impression? Like, Was there were you just straight into it? Like, yes, this is what I've been looking for? Or was there part of you that was like, what's this personal development stuff all about? You know, how did you find it? And uh,
1: where did you go from there? Oh, I was very, very skeptical. That's for sure. Uh, I, yeah, it took me a while to warm into it all, I guess. Um, you know, some of the questions that get asked at personal development events, can be pretty deep when you've never actually asked those questions yourself so hearing you know deep questions at that point in my life really had me asking questions of myself so you know i think that was probably the hardest part of the event and then you know once i kind of um opened the can of worms even more i guess you could say then I kept getting answers from the questions that I was asking myself, like, you know, um, why am I here? Um, what am I here to do? All those sorts of simple questions that I'd never actually asked myself to know. Okay. So what purpose am I serving in this world? Mm. And to ask myself those questions, you know, back then I did think, what the hell is this all about? But then, you know, Something still clicked and I just kept asking. And I guess you know what it's like to just keep asking questions. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get an answer at some stage. And, you know, that is how I found my purpose. And that is to, you know, help people through my experiences and teach them. And that's it.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes I just wish I had a little bit of time to not know what it's like to keep asking questions. (laughs) (laughs) My brain just works that way. It's like, why? Why? That's right, Um, yes. uh, You know, it's fascinating that uh, I think everyone comes into their own health and wellness journey from a different direction. And I guess we probably speak to a lot of people who come into their journey through the the diet and the food side of things? Um, you know, we speak to a lot of other people who come into their health and wellness journey through the movement and the exercise side of things. Um, but obviously, for you, it seems like you've come into your health journey from the mindset side of things, which I probably think is, uh, I would think is probably the less common route to take. Uh, so, where did you go from there? Like, you realised that you know the, the mindset side of things needed to change. What was your next step? Was it getting into the food side of things or was it getting into the
1: fitness side of things? Uh, it was actually fitness and then that related into food because I knew if I was doing exercise then I needed to fuel my body with quality food and nutrients. So that's when I um, flicked onto just a whole food diet. So nothing out of packets. And I just it did that for about six months and I lost 12 kilos in that six months of just yeah. dropping, you know, packet foods and moving more. And it was so simple. Like some of the meals I were having were just, um, you know, some raw veg, some chicken, and a bit of fruit th- through the day. And it was so simple that it actually, you know, shed those kilos so fast. Mm. Yeah. But it's now, a huge amount of weight in a short period yeah, of time. That's right. And, you know, that's when I, discovered um, detoxing and those sort of symptoms at the start because 25 years of shitty food and abuse to my body had to come out at some stage, I guess.
0: And so um, you started getting into exercise first, you said. So what sort of exercise were you doing at that stage?
1: Yeah, cool. So at that stage, I was mainly doing weights, so weight training. Mm Mm-hmm. I was doing, you know, the general sort of bodybuilding splits. So, uh, legs, back, buys, pretty much, tries. <laughs> um, because that was the easy way in, I guess. At that stage, I had connected with a couple of, you know, bodybuilding influencers on, online. Mm-hmm. So, they looked healthy. They They put out the image of health. But once I, you know hung around them a little bit longer and saw what they did, then I realized that they weren't actually that healthy. Um, I mean, some of them probably are, but most of them don't actually care about what quality goes into their body. They, they just want, you know, macronutrients and that's about mm. it. Yep. You know, they're not after quality. So once I realized that quality was more important to me at that stage, You know, I just went down the quality route. And that's when I came across Paul Czech and looked into his stuff and started studying a shitload of his stuff, you know, videos online, um, and then came across his coaching courses, which I ended up studying. And, you know, all that sort of stuff is paramount in that time where I needed it, I think.
0: So, tell us what that means for you. Obviously, the difference between, um, you know, taking a bodybuilding approach to getting fit versus now taking a more quality approach to movement. How does that sort of functionally, how does that look different? Um, You know, if someone was to be watching you working out, what would look different about that now compared to before?
1: Cool. So, I like to use my body to my advantage. So, what I mean by that is... A lot of body weight stuff, a lot of groundwork, a lot of stretching and mobility work, um, and also just compound exercises. So not just focusing on a bicep or a tricep. You know, getting as many muscles as possible working at the same time and together to move me more efficiently, pretty much.
0: So give us some examples of some of these. Like you said groundwork. Like what sort of exercises are you doing when you're doing groundwork?
1: Yeah, so I love my crawling. Uh, I've got a nine-month-old baby at home, so I'm (laughs) trying to teach him to crawl. Um, He's just commando crawling at the moment, not quite using his legs. But, you know, crawling is so powerful um, and it's so simple. So crawling is probably my favorite. Uh, And then there's obviously balancing on my hands. Uh, one-legged balancing on my sort of feet and squatting and stuff like that. So it's all just getting as close to the ground as possible and, you know, covering as much surface area as I can sometimes to get the most muscle activation. And it's, it's so powerful when you can, you know, engage so many different muscles in one exercise.
0: And so, do you do this as like a structured exercise program? Like do you do it for a certain period, number of reps, a certain period of time or is it just stuff that you just do throughout the day as you're going about your day?
1: It depends on the situation. So, if I'm in a gym environment, definitely structured or if I'm at home or down at the local park, then definitely not structured. So, you know, it it depends on the environment. Um, If I'm doing it with a client, definitely structured to begin with because i find most clients need structure they need to be told what to do so you know give them 30 seconds of bear crawls uh, 30 seconds of crab crawls and and those sorts of things just to get them moving and, and that's that's basically it so my philosophy is if we can move move yep um you know if the environment is there use it so if i'm at the park you know i'm swinging on monkey bars and Mm -hmm. and you know climbing on things and crawling through things and just being a little kid again yeah it's so good isn't it it is it's awesome
0: Now, Glenn, lots of people will know you from Adelaide Paleo as well, and for those who don't know of Adelaide Paleo, maybe you can explain a bit about what it is, but obviously you'd already had great results with your diet, uh, just going back towards real food, just getting rid of the junk, I guess, Um, but obviously at some stage, I guess maybe you went even a little bit beyond that and and towards more of a paleo diet, so what sparked that change for you, and, uh, and how have you found that journey?
1: Yeah, awesome. So what actually sparked the change was that paleo show. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So quick plug there. Um, <laughs> love that. Anytime, <laughs> mate. Anytime. That's it. That's it. So it it was just after, you know, my health journey started with exercising, all that sort of stuff. And I came across a podcast and it was that paleo show. So I, I binge listened to the first twelve episodes, I think, when mm-hmm. you did the yep. introduction to Paleo. And that just blew my world, uh, I think when you did the interview with Abel James as well, um yeah, I think cool. it did one early on I mean that blew my world as as well so by by me hearing those sorts of things that's what kind of got me interested in paleo and and I realized that I was actually pretty much doing it already yeah. um you know, and to hear the paleo show come out and reinforce what I was already doing I thought okay cool I could be onto something here
0: yeah so it's kind of nice to have that community isn't it I mean we find that yes. when we have our events is that people as much as anything I think people just love being in a room with other people who are kind of on the same wavelength like it is just a bit reassuring and comforting to go hey I'm not the only crazy one here <laughs> there's
1: other people <laughs> who think the same way yeah definitely and that's what kind of you know it sparked my interest even more because there was a community behind it uh, I think at that stage you had just set up the Facebook group or something. And, you know, coming across a community like that of like minded people made so much difference in sticking to what I was doing um, and sharing my journey pretty much. And, you know, that kind of made me interested in community uh, structure more. Mm-hmm. So I w- went out and looked for different communities and. I couldn't really find, you know, people doing something regular, you know, all the time. So that was always a struggle of mine. You know, I was someone who wanted to do stuff all the time, and I couldn't quite find that as such. Um, you guys were putting on some events, but you know, they weren't quite regular enough for me at that <laughs> stage. I was just in that mindset of learn, learn, learn. Yeah. And you know, at that stage, I just wanted. At all. <laughs> so over a few years, um, I watched the Adelaide Paleo Journey, that paleo show, and I saw the group evolve on Facebook. And I think September 2016, um, Stacey Kirsch had taken over Adelaide Paleo by then, mm-hmm. and she was looking for a volunteer. And I thought, okay. This is cool. I think I've been waiting for this for a long time. <laughs> you know, having a community that I can help uh, get educated and encourage and really just empower them. So I came on board as Adelaide Paleo helper, um, co-organizer, and we started doing events. So regular events, we were doing a monthly guest speaking event um, and also a group hike or a group walk. Mm. And, you know, just putting on those sorts of events, as you would know, just getting those people in the same spot, talking to each other in real life instead of online is so powerful, you know, sharing ideas, sharing recipes, hints, tips, everything. Just share, share, share. And, you know, you walk away from there and you feel empowered because there's people on similar journeys and they're out there you know, they're looking for similar things too. It's just about connecting them, which is the hardest part.
0: Did you know that physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and 58% lower risk of diabetes? Well, you probably did, because you're one of my smart listeners on that paleo show. But that's compared to people who are inactive. Don't you think it makes sense then that if you're physically active, you should pay less for your life insurance? Health IQ thinks so. Like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious life. So if you're in the United States, see if you qualify and get your free quote today at healthiq.com forward slash Or mention the promo code Palio when you talk to a Health IQ agent. So, Glenn, you are obviously someone who is always looking for something new and something new to learn, and and obviously one of the things, as we said right at the start of this episode, that you've been getting into is looking into a guy by the name of Wim Hof, who seems obsessed with freezing himself in ice bars. and And to be honest, at this stage, that's about all I know about him. But his name just <laughs> keeps coming up, and I'm getting more and more curious about it. and uh, And I've a number of people who come to see me in my practice who are interested in this stuff, and uh, one of the dads at my kid's school was telling me all about this stuff and so it seems to just keep coming up. So I thought it was time I found out more about it. So how did you come across this Glenn and, and tell us a little bit about what it actually is because I've got a very brief understanding, very much third-hand understanding but I'd love to know a bit more about it.
1: Yeah, cool. So I first come across Wim Hof um, on a podcast, I think it was Tim Ferriss or Joe Rogan or something and I thought okay, this crazy Dutch man is preaching that cold exposure and breath work can change people's lives and give them energy, um, burn fat. And at that stage, he was um, teaching everyone how he um, influenced his autonomic nervous system through his breath work and his cold exposure. So, you know, they did studies... And injected him with a endotoxin, which was uh, E. coli. And normally people get flu symptoms and pretty bad ones at that. But he was able to fight that off just by his breath work um, and the cold exposure leading into it. So they thought he was a freak, you know, freak of nature. No one can do that. No one can control their autonomic nervous system. So he went out and trained 18 people with his methods and the scientists did the test on those 18 people and I think it was all bar one succeeded in fighting off this endotoxin. So they had no symptoms besides a mild headache um, and a bit of dehydration but they reckon that was from the breath work because when you're breathing, you're using up water uh, content. So there was actual no symptoms from the endotoxin. So when he was telling this on the podcast, I thought, what the hell? At that stage, I was extremely skeptical as well. So I you know, did the search on the podcast networks, and I just downloaded every podcast that he'd been on. And he'd say different little nuggets of wisdom in different podcasts. And I thought, okay, cool. And then I Googled him, found his website, uh, found that he had a 10-week online program which it's still got going which is amazing so if you've got time get on and do that Uh, really recommend it and during that program it teaches you about the cold exposure uh, mindset and also the breath work and the breath work is probably the most powerful thing uh, that I've adapted into my life as a regular practice so the breath work is extremely simple, but it's you know extremely influential within our body to be able to focus ourselves to come up with certain breath patterns to influence our autonomic nervous systems. So, you know, me being the skeptic that I was led me down the path of immersion into his practice, all that sort of stuff. So, I saw that he was coming to Australia in 2016, I think. And I thought, okay, I've got to go see this guy. So, the only event he was doing was a five-day retreat. And I thought, okay, stuff it. I'm going to go. So, this was in country Victoria on the Great Ocean Road. And, yeah, we spent, I think it was five, five and a half days with this guy. And he was absolutely crazy. He's an absolute... Crazy character, but he's got a heart of gold and his message is working for numerous people, like hundreds and thousands of people all across the world. So obviously something is there in it and the science is coming out through the Harvard universities, Stanford, all those big universities are actually rewriting the medical textbooks to include a chapter on him and cold exposure and the breath work and how it can you know, influence the autonomic nervous system. So yeah, I spent five days with him, training pretty much all day every day for those five days. We did ice baths every day. Some days we did two ice baths and a lot of breath work. So going through all of that, there was some massive learnings and realizations for me during that whole retreat. Um, I won't go into too much detail, you know, about the learnings and everything, but, you know, the the power of just breathing, you know, breathing efficiently, breathing effectively, and tapping into how our body is actually feeling. So if we can connect into how our body is feeling, and, you know, as a society... The, the world is so disconnected of our mind and our body that we don't actually know what we're feeling, when we're feeling, and how we're feeling. So if we can connect into that, it is so powerful. And then I guess um, after the retreat of that full immersion, we um, ended that. I came back to Adelaide and I thought, I've got to share this message with people. I've got to teach people what they're capable of because, you know, jumping into an ice bath is not easy. <laughs> it is tough. It is extremely scary. And, you know, when I got into my first ice bath, I was absolutely crapping it. <laughs> um, you know, I was extremely scared, but I thought, okay, from all my mindset learning from the previous, you know, years, I knew I had to get uncomfortable to be able to grow. So stepping into that ice bath was myself overcoming my own, you know, self-beliefs and challenges within my own mind to be able to face, you know, challenges out in the real world a lot easier. So So what was your fear? What was the fear when you first hopped into the ice bath? Uh probably that I was going to shut down and not be able to get out or <laughs> like that was that was probably the main one. And then just that it was gonna be damn cold. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, hurt. Yeah. Yeah. At that stage I hated winter. You know, I, I'm born in summer, so all through my life I I loved the heat. I was a summer baby. I loved hot <laughs> weather. So I hated cold. Going into that retreat, I was yeah. Skeptical and also crapping myself because I knew that cold hurts and it it wasn't going to be easy. So me stepping into that was me facing my fears and me overcoming a massive barrier, I guess you could say, around facing fears in, in life. So after that, I knew if I could do an ice bath and sit in there for two minutes at 0.8 degrees that i could actually you know face most things that come in front of me from that foot like from that moment forward so that's probably the main part about the ice baths that i love is people overcoming challenges and their own beliefs and coming out the other side full of uh, self belief because they've stepped up, they've yeah. gotten uncomfortable and they've overcome their own, you know, self-talk, which is saying, don't do this, don't do that, and actually getting in and realizing, okay, we can do this. If I can do this, what else can I do?
0: Yeah. And, you know, one of the one of the people who did this with you was uh, Steve Hayter, former co-host of that paleo show. And I know from speaking to him, he said it was a very – Transformational experience that that he really did feel a massive shift from being able to do this. So, for people interested in in sort of learning more about this and maybe doing this, can you tell us a little bit more about it? So, what exactly is the breath work that you do? And you mentioned that you start with, uh, you said you I think you started with two minutes. So, you know, how yep. should people start this, and how does that then progress over time?
1: Yeah, cool. So, first of all, uh, I will say, do not try this at home on your own Uh, it is very very powerful and even just the breath work i always recommend to have someone else with you doing it or in the room uh, because you can pass out from it if you do it wrong Mm. same with the ice baths if you do them wrong you can pass out in the water which yeah can't end pretty for anyone so always have a buddy or someone walking you through the process and actually being there teaching you and guiding you because you know there's little tweaks in the breathwork and there's little tweaks when you're in the ice that need to be done in a certain uh, method which will keep you focused, which will keep you present. So I'll run through the basic breathwork, um, but as I said, look into Wim Hof earlier do his 10-week online program if you need, um, and that's all explained there. He's got a few videos online explaining the basic breath work, which is basically just 30 to 40 inhale and exhales, but you're not exhaling all the way. So you're only exhaling 70 to 80% of what you inhale. Now what this does is it uh, washes off the CO2 within our body and oxygenates our body so it raises oxygen levels through our body and decreases the co2 and it's a controlled hyperventilation now if you were to exhale 100 percent every single time you're going to lose control so that's when it becomes the old you know hyperventilation or hyperventilate and stand up and pass out you know um a lot of school kids tried it when um, when it was a, a fad or something many years ago. But, you know, you've got to do it controlled. It's all about being in control. And what I tell my participants in my workshops is you are always in control. So if you're feeling that you're going too far, pull it back a bit. Just stay in control. Um, and the breath work, the main element that um, influences the autonomic nervous system is actually the breath hold. So it's 30 to 40 inhale and exhales and then you're doing a nice long breath hold. So after um, you've done those cycle of inhale and exhales, then you will hold your breath for as long as you can with no air in your lungs. Now, because our bodies are oxygenated and our CO2 levels are lower than normal, we can hold our breath for a lot longer than normally thought. So when we're holding our breath, the oxygen levels are starting to decrease just slightly and our CO2 levels are coming up again and our body knows when to breathe again and How it does that is through the CO2 signaling, okay, CO2 is building up, so we need to breathe. And then we start breathing again. So as long as you're in control that whole time, you've got nothing to worry about in that moment. Um, So, yeah, that's the basic breathing technique, but there is a lot of Mm. other little techniques that need to be done. Um, And, yeah, look into it, but there's so many different methods as well, which I've learned over the last couple of years that can be done to enhance the effects to, um, and get different effects. So, and
0: so it, it's kind of reminding me of when we did freediving, you know, the focus on, yes. I guess, relaxation and breathing and all that sort of stuff. And look, we've, we're almost out of time now, Glenn, but I'd really like to know just how does then the breathing relate to the ice bath and how do people get started if they're interested in starting doing ice baths?
1: Yeah, cool. So, Wim Hof says that the breathing actually alkalizes um, the body and... He says that the body's pain receptors actually turn off when we're alkaline. Now, at the retreat, he got us to pee on sticks before we did the breath work and straight after and then a little bit after, and our pee was alkaline. Now, he's saying that our pain receptors turn off, and because we're oxygenated, our bodies can handle that extra stress. So, you know... I believe in that. I've looked into it a fair bit and there's lots of different research out there that are on similar paths, but not also that. I mean, the breath work and the techniques that we go through can also increase the production of brown fat. Now, brown fat is the warming fat within us. It's the metabolizing fat that creates energy. So by doing certain techniques which actually produce brown fat that helps in the cold so it helps in the ice bath and while we're in the ice bath um, if you've spoken to steve about his experience there's techniques where we can actually have a flood of warmth go through our body while we're sitting surrounded by ice now that is the brown fat producing energy And warming us up from the inside out so if we can tap into that then you know it's gonna be so so beneficial for brown fat production which helps to aid in fat loss because the fat that we want to lose is the white fat you know the fat that holds on to toxins and stores around our midsection usually and that's a fat that most people find a struggle to get rid of so If we can overpower that with brown fat and almost burn the white fat up, then, yeah, I mean, if that's your goals, it's going to be pretty powerful for you, definitely. So, I mean, if people are in Adelaide, I run workshops around cold exposure and breath work. Now, I don't just dedicate it to the Wim Hof method. I bring in other influencers who I've learned from. So there's a guy in America called Brian McKenzie. Um, He does a lot of cold exposure with athletes and breath work. So he's massive in the CrossFit scene in America, and he does a lot of CO2 um, tolerance breath work with his athletes because if we're exercising and we're over-breathing, so when we're exerting ourselves, we're over-breathing, And CO2 is building up within our body. Now, if we can't handle CO2 building up in our body, that's when fatigue starts. That's when we get out of breath. So he's got methods around increasing our CO2 tolerance, which increases our length of performance and also recovery. So, yeah, I, I bring in different elements, different people's influences. Into my workshops, and I go through different techniques to, you know, get the best results for the attendees who come along.
0: Awesome. Well, look, it sounds fascinating. I'm, I'm still not sure I quite understand the mechanisms through which it helps. I'm not sure I'm convinced to jump in an ice bath, Glenn, but I'm going to have to give it a go just to see what happens. But um, obviously, people are going to want to find out more about you and about these events. Um, your website, you mentioned uh, BPM Holistic Wellness equid which is E-C-W-I-D.com. Um, and obviously, they can find you on social media at BPM Holistic Wellness and on Instagram at BPM underscore Holistic underscore Wellness. Um, and obviously, you know, they can find out then more about the ice baths, which you're doing once a month, uh, and also about the Melbourne instructors of the Wim Hof technique who are coming to Adelaide. And, and the website for that is chillseekers.com.au. And they can find out all about your other events. You, know, you said you're running a retreat later on in the year and all that sort of stuff that they'll be able to find out from you. So thanks for coming on the show today, Glenn. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Yes, Now, thanks for having me and thanks for everyone for listening.
0: Easy. So for everyone else, until next week, join the conversation on Facebook, give us a five-star rating on iTunes, join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. Health IQ are not just an insurer, they're a life insurance agency. They take the customer through the journey from when they submit their interest to starting an application, going through the underwriting and to enforcing the policy as well. The policy is underwritten by one of their top partners who is an insurer. So if you're in the US, see if you qualify and get your free quote today at healthiq.com forward slash paleo or mention the code paleo when you talk to your Health IQ agent.